Hey friend, are you struggling to find consistent paid speaking gigs? Do you want to know the exact six steps that you can take to find and book more paid speaking opportunities in 2024? Well, we want to make that easy for you. We've created a new free resource with the help of Dan Irvin, one of our highly successful speakers on our team. Dan has booked over $100,000 in paid speaking gigs in the last few years, and his six-step process is going to help you maximize your chances of getting booked and paid to speak in any industry. You're going to learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, and proposal emails and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps and we're going to send you this 18-page guide straight to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps and you're going to get that free guide. Hey, thanks for listening. You're awesome. Hey, what's up, friends? Grant Baldwin here. So good to have you here with us for another awesome episode of the Speaker Lab podcast. We're here on episode 353, and uh, I'm joined today by one of our very own students, Miss Lisa Perez. Now, Lisa is a, a human resources expert, has spent the past several years equipping corporations and associations with the tools needed to transform the human in human resources. See what we did there? Now, she has an expertise and enthusiasm and really a, like made a conscious decision to focus on the speaking part of her business and is uh, on pace to finish this year with a six-figure speaking income, which is crazy. We're really, really really proud of her. Uh, Lisa actually joined the Speaker Lab amidst the global pandemic and is here to tell us all about the, the coaching, the systems, the structure that has helped to transform her business and again, have, have her on track for that six-figure year. She's also giving us insights on speaking for free, finding your audience, and leveraging every single possible connection that you have. Uh, we are really, just really, really proud of Lisa. She shares so much good stuff in our conversation. So uh, let's get right to it. Here's my conversation with uh, one of our very own students, Lisa Perez. Enjoy. Hey, what's up, friends? Grant Baldwin here. Welcome back to the Speaker Lab podcast. Good to have you here with us today. Today, we are talking uh, with one of our super successful students, Miss Lisa Perez. Lisa, thanks for joining us today. How are you? I'm great. Thanks. It's an honor to be here, Grant. People can't see you, but you are just beaming from ear to ear. <laughs> you are so excited about this. Uh, whenever I reached out to you, I said, hey, you're killing it. We'd love to talk to you, hear what's working for you. Uh, you just couldn't. You just couldn't be more tickled to be here, could you? I, I couldn't actually. I, I couldn't even believe that that uh, email was actually from you. I, I think you remember my response. Yep, it was like yep. Grant, like Grant Baldwin. So that was really cool to be noticed, and and not just to be noticed, but to know that this is a student that's really doing the work that you put forward and seeing the results. I think that's huge testament to what you guys are doing, and to the work that I've been doing to, to yeah. make sure that I can knock it out of the park. So. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Like we, we were just talking about this before we hit record here that, that we can, you know, we can show any student or anybody what to do, but uh, it doesn't make any difference if you don't do it. And so yeah. you've been putting in the work. So we're going to get into that. And I want to hear about yeah. the results that you're, you're seeing and the results that you're getting, because you're, you're speaking all over the place now. So yeah. uh, first of all, why don't you just kind of paint a picture for us? Who do you speak to? What do you speak about? Sure. Uh, how often are you speaking? Like kind of paint a picture for us of, of where you're at today. Sure. Well, um, I'm a full service human resources consultant of 30 years. And my platform, my speaking platform is really to corporations and associations about the critical need for soft skills management training, but also HR compliance so that 
companies can reduce risk, increase employee engagement and retention, and improve their overall business performance. So uh, my mission is transforming the human and human resources. You'll see that on all of my things. And that's pretty much my platform. I've been speaking my entire career, right? Even if it was benefit orientation, you know, when I was an HR clerk, right? Uh, but in the last 10 years, I've really taken to associations and government events and still corporations with the content that I deliver, the, the actual curriculum that we have under the Complete Manager Makeover. And I would say probably if it's on stage, formal stages, it's probably two or three times uh, a month right now. I'm looking to increase that. Obviously, that went from like one or two a quarter to three <laughs> or so a month now yeah. uh, with the Speaker Lab and just everything that it's brought to the table. And uh, so, and getting ready to do qu quite a few others. So hopefully that's that, awesome. That Is, so you're doing uh, several a month right now. Are most of those in person? Are they virtual right now? What's yeah. kind of your, your mix? Yeah, so I actually just did an in-person one with the Southwest Florida SHRM chapter, and uh, that was a lot of fun. It was it was nice to see an audience that wasn't mm -hmm. in little squares and yep, boxes, yep. Um, and I mentioned that. So uh, so that was the first in-person that I'd done since 2020, since COVID actually oh. closed things down. So most of them right now are, are virtual. However, uh, and I've got one tomorrow and then another one on Friday. Uh, so maybe those averages are coming up a bit and then a few in person in the uh, Society for Human Resource Management and their chapters and, and regional conferences. So gotcha. Are you uh, are you enjoying the virtual stuff? Do you think you'll continue to do that or are you just waiting for the in person to get back? Absolutely. I enjoy them both. Um, I found some tools that can help me engage a little bit more because I'm all about engagement. And um, so I am enjoying it. And let's let's face it. Come on. If you don't have to commute, you don't have to drive, you don't have to travel, you don't have to get in the plane. Why not do those those, uh, you know, opportunities as well? So I, I, I would imagine it's going to be a little bit of a hybrid. If it's a virtual opportunity, I'm going to navigate that and, and sh show interest. But if it's in person, I mean, I, I love to be in person and shake hands, kiss babies and get out there uh, with my audience as well. Now, are you doing this full time? Yeah, I am a full time in my firm for 10 years. So I jumped off that entrepreneur cliff, uh, came out of corporate America, you know, with the six figure job in the corporate office uh, window and all that, but no better window than the one that I have when I can, you know, when at that time I could run and, and take care of the kids <laughs> when they were in high school if needed. So, but this is full time for me. Yes. That's awesome. Congratulations. Okay. Thank let's you. go back in time for a second here. So you mentioned like you've basically been in HR your entire career and you mentioned yeah. you've been doing some, like some speaking, like within kind of maybe your, your, your role or what you're, or within your, uh, the job that you had before. Um, and you're just doing some stuff as, as part of that. But, uh, at what point were you starting to think about, like, I want to do more of this and I don't want to just do this as part of my job. Like I want to do this as a business. I want to, I want to get paid to speak. Like how, talk us through like that mental shift that you started sure. to make. Yeah, sure. So my firm is going to be 10 years old. Um, August 13th. So that's going to be just in, in a month or so. And I would say for the first five or six years, it was more about uh, training, right? I was going on stages, I was showing, I was telling, I was explaining about HR compliance and things of that nature and, and, you know, delivering the curriculum that we'd written for managers to learn HR compliance and what have you. Um, and, and I realized that there, there really is a need for more of a global or we'll start with national though <laughs> more of a national um awareness of the importance of the training that i was delivering because i even if i had a, an employee or a manager who was 
new and, and was one year in that course or that class or that uh, audience, or even if I had someone who was a senior level manager, I'd see the light bulbs go on at these opportunities. And I started to see that. And of course, you know, we're all familiar with many of the statistics that it continue to show that employees are leaving quote, bad managers. And I air quote that because I don't believe that there are bad managers. I do believe they're untrained. And as I started to continue to see these statistics not change, I said, I got to do something about this. You know, if the world of training and development, uh, if the statistics and the um, improvement rates that we apply for training and development had applied to any other company, manufacturing, retail, this and that, they'd have gone under by now, mm -hmm. right? And so I said, I've got to do something about it. And that's when I think the transforming the human and human resources mission really was born. And I partly realized that I was that person too, because in my career, I had some aha moments that said, Lisa, you could be a better manager than this. Yeah. And so um, it really started with me, but then it grew into, this is something that the world needs because employees shouldn't, you know, like I say, employees should be able to walk out of their manager's office with their dignity intact. Mm -hmm. And we've got to teach and skill and tool managers to do that. So whenever you started your business 10 years ago, were you uh, primarily just as a consultant and trainer? Were you doing any type of non-training speaking or what did the business look like then? Yeah, I was doing mostly training, speaking, training, workshops, things of that nature. And I had a few things pop off at my local chamber. You mm -hmm. know, they wanted me to speak about employee engagement or recognition or rewards or what have you. So that's really where my speaking quote unquote started on more formal stages that were more informational, but still didn't have that message like I do now. And so, um, so, you know, unpaid gigs, Hey, it's a five minute business tip. And I thought, yeah, let me start doing this. Cause I think I envisioned where I am now at that point. I mm -hmm. just didn't know what, what, um, uh, how would that develop? I, yeah. I what form that would take is what I meant sure. to say. And so, uh, so I said, yeah, give me the gig. I'll do that. And you know, the YP 360 young professionals and all of that kind of stuff. So dabbled there on my journey, not knowing where it would end, but I knew, you know, from many years ago, I remember attending one of the uh, Sherm National uh, 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 events and I looked at the speaker and I said, I mean, in, in the audience and I went, I can do that. I can do that. Can do that. <laughs> you know, I know stuff, <laughs> you know? So I think that begin with the end in mind, like Stephen Covey yeah. says, really is, you know, something that I live by. And, and I've done everything I need to do to get to that stage. I haven't yeah. keynoted yet, but I'm certainly going to be speaking there in a couple of months at the conference and the convention in Vegas. So next next stop, keynote, baby. <laughs> That's awesome. So what do you do from that point of going, because you you just described where so many speakers are at, myself included, of, of, you know, we go back in time and going, sitting in the audience and watching another speaker and feeling like, not in a cocky, arrogant way, like, ah, I'm better than them, or I can do that. No, just like, no, no, like there's just this intrinsic thing of like, yeah. no, I think I could do that, you know? And, and I know it's not going to just magically happen overnight and I can't just click my heels together and close my eyes right. really tight mm -hmm. and it just happens but it's going to take some work so where do you go from there of going i think i could do that to then what where, what happens next yeah so like i said you know starting with these small little gigs right the, the five minute biz tip um and i remember even you know the hands sweating <laughs> 10, you know, 10 years ago and sometimes they still get a little you know murky and stuff but um you know sorry i did that and then continue to look at other stages. What, what other things are going on around me? Um, and I, I remember seeing something um, in a, a business conference 
uh, for my local uh, Broward County where I live. And, and I said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to propose something and, and bring content because it was about business and entrepreneurship. And obviously HR has a big place in that. So I just started to just navigate larger and larger and larger stages. Um, you know, first it was the, uh, you know, the community center, and then it was, um, you know, a hotel stage, and then it was the conference room, and then it was a ballroom. And, you know, so I just started to kind of chip, chip, chip away. Uh, usually bringing the content that I'd already been accustomed to, right? Human resources compliance, uh, employee engagement, rewards, things of that nature. And those two things have always been my mainstays, which is why I'm glad they've kind of come together with this new mission. And so um, just continue to chip away. Now, you know, I think the biggest piece of the shift is realizing that I'm putting in all this time and effort in all these stages. And I'm not really seeing anything monetary happen, right? They're not paying me for them. It's the pro bono. It's the doing it for the build of the bio. Sure. It's doing it yep. for, you know, the, the the street cred, right, if you will. And uh, and those are valuable things that that is a payment in, in, in building a marketing around who you are and, and mm-hmm. what you do. Uh, but I needed some some cash in the bank. Yep. You can't pay your bills with exposure. <laughs> My bio does not pay any bills, you know, and so... I, um, I, I figured, I, I said, how do I do this? What is it? What do I need to do? How do I make this monetize? How do I monetize not just the engagement? Because I wasn't really seeing a lot of new clients come from that either, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, maybe some new, you know, newsletter subscribers, but not really clients. And so I knew that there was something wrong. And so I started a, a, a few mentorship programs. I'm actually in a few mentorship programs. I'm a huge believer in having a mentor and being a mentor to someone mm-hmm. else. That's been a, a fundamental philosophy in my life. And so I, I came across Speaker Lab uh, in addition to another program. I did them both. Uh, I was going intense <laughs> quite a bit in late 2020, but what else is there to do, right? Um, and I just followed the path and, and, and learned the skills. And what you guys have put together is exactly what I needed, right? Mm-hmm. Going from speaker to speaking business. It was, it was, it's been the game changer. It's been the game changer. You, so you joined uh, our elite program and you joined, you mentioned in, in 2020 at the height of the pandemic when like, it seems like that's a horrible time to try to build a speaking business. Like clearly like speaking events aren't happening in terms of the in-person stuff, yeah. the virtual, there were massive opportunities and continue yeah. to be massive opportunities. But why, like, why did you join a speaking program in the middle of pandemic? Um. Well, you know, it was the next best thing, right? I'm, I'm a big believer in business plan and my business plan had a goal uh, within that 10 years. And I, I've already built the course, right? The, 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 the course is built, the e-courses are built, my membership is built, I've built all this stuff uh, and now I gotta find the people to put in it mm-hmm. as opposed to the, the reverse, right? Sometimes we as speakers, we do the speaking thing first and then we rush to build a course and this and that and the other. No, I already built it, right? Now, so it was the, okay, the, if you build it, they will come, <laughs> right? I built it. Now I gotta, they're not gonna come. I gotta go find them. So yeah. I knew this was the next site, step is to get this message out, get out what it is I'm doing and the, 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 the change I'm really, really looking to make in these statistics that must move. We, we've got to do better uh, with our employees out there. We've got to do better with our workforce. And, and that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. 
That's awesome. So I want to take a step back for a second. You mentioned like you were, you, you made the mental shift of I'm, I want to be a speaker. Uh, you started to, to book some, just some free things that you were speaking at. Um, so a couple questions, one, like, how are you booking even those free things early on? Like, how are those happening? Where are those coming from? And two, um, you mentioned like there was some, some value to doing, uh, several of those free things early on, even though like it may not show up in the form of a paycheck, but, um, I'm curious, like, do you, would you still recommend that to a newer speaker? Like, is it, was it worth doing some of those, those free ones? Uh, kind of talk to us about your, your yes. thought process on that. Yes, 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 absolutely. So there was two questions there. Um, the first was, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, that the, the value for speaking on those things, right? Yeah. 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 Like what was the, like, what was the value for you in doing those free gigs early on? Yeah. Uh, like you mentioned, part of it was the bio, but you also have to to, to, um, pay your bills. But the other part of it was like, how are you even booking those? Like there's plenty of people who are listening going like, I would love to do a free gig. I'd love to do any gig. Just like, how do I get anything? (laughs) Give me something. I'll take the five minute business. Exactly. Um, so, and I think that's, that's, uh, so the booking question came first. So booking them was about being in my local community and finding out what events were going on. And that started with simply my local chamber. I immediately got involved with my local chamber and um, right out of the gate from building my my business. And, you know, they they had that five minute speaker and I approached the president of the uh, chamber and I said, how do I get that spot? You know, and so they had this rotation and interest in this and that. And obviously, you know, I gave them my my, uh, resume, my bio at the time, a little bitty one, you know, half page. And, uh, and said, you know, I'd like that opportunity. And so he gave me that opportunity. And then another opportunity came along to do a 45 minute segment during the, uh, you know, chamber university or whatever it was. Um, so it was really just simply expressing the interest and saying, I'm available to do this too. And then being given that opportunity once I could establish what my topic was and, uh, you know, that I, I, I'm a good facilitator and speaker, you know, to begin yeah. with. And so it went from those things and then broadening out, right? Looking at what else uh, the local community was doing, uh, being paying attention to the event rights of the world, to uh, what other chambers were doing and where they were doing them. Because now I could ask, and I did ask that president, hey, you know, I got this, this gig, you know, do I get a reference letter? Or can you give me something that says I even did it? And yeah. so I began to build that out and I keep it in a binder, quite frankly, I scan them in and you can see them at any time and I'll share them. But it was, it was leveraging that opportunity for the testimonial, right? Yep. Yep. So that I can take that testimonial and pay it, kind of bring it forward to the next yep. thing. Um, as I went on to those bigger and bigger stages, I could say, I did this little thing and this big thing and this bigger thing and this is, so give me a shot at your bigger thing yeah. and using those things. To, to leverage the uh, experience. So that's how I was paid. I was paid by the testimonial, uh, by doing a good job and, and them saying, yeah, absolutely, I would recommend you. So that when I did apply online to the submission speaker, you know, whatever forms you've got, you can also upload those testimonials and say people are saying good things. That's um, cool. And, you know, even associations, uh, associations are a big place to start, I think, for, for, for bookings and simply ask. You know, one mm-hmm. of the other fundamental philosophies in my life, you don't ask, you don't get, yep. ask, you know, so that's the bookings question. And then, um, you know, the value, I think I answered that as well. Those yeah. testimonials are a value. And if I have a finance executives association, I want to speak at again, guess what? I'll pull the testimonial letter from, you know, the, the first 
you know, financial executive networking group thing that I did actually, which, which was bank and say, hey, I've done finance, you know, associations before, check it out. So keeping that information is critical. And I always try to get it in letterhead, but an mm -hmm. email works just fine. Letterhead gives you a nice little signature on it and makes it, I think, a little bit more valid and, and, yeah. and verifiable. So I would recommend that. And that's money in the bank, because guess yeah. what? That gets you the next, next, next gig until you start to get paid to speak. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey friends, I got a question for you. Considering where you are in your speaking journey, what are your next steps to take your speaking career to the next level? If your answer is, I, I have no idea or I have too many ideas, I don't know where to start, let me give you what I believe is the best next step that you can take. I want you to book a call with the Speaker Lab team today over at thespeakerlab.com slash coach. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash coach to see if our personalized coaching program is right for you. We have helped literally thousands of speakers from all over the world find and book more speaking gigs, and we'd love to see if we could help you as well. Our personalized coaching program features done-for-you websites, done-for-you demo videos, weekly coaching calls, access to all of our educational content. We find speaking leads specifically for you and so much more. You've got the talent. You've got the drive. Let us give you the plan to execute. All you got to do is book your call today by going to thespeakerlab.com slash coach. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash coach. So when, especially early on, when you're doing several of those free things, even if it's just a, a five minute thing for, for a chamber of commerce, how are you figuring out what you are going to even be speaking on or who you are going to be speaking to? Uh, because again, it's such a, a difficult challenge for so many speakers early on in their, their career of going like in your case, your background was human resources, but you have probably a, a numerous things that you could speak on or that you're interested in. And, and who do I speak to? I, I just want to speak to any company possible. I just want to speak to humans, anybody and everybody that will have me. Yeah. Like we just feel like we have to spread the net as far and wide as possible. And as you know, you know, now as, as part of being a part of, the, of, yeah. of our program, like you, you can't do that. That doesn't work. Right. You really want to be clear, specific, narrow, and focused. So yeah. how did you figure on, figure out early on, like, uh, to figure out what your lane was and how to stay in that. So I don't know that I figured it out uh, early on. I think I figured it out through Speaker Lab. So mm. I'm just going to put that there uh, because that first meeting that I did at the chamber, I really started with who's my audience first? Who am I speaking to? I can't go in there as this, you know, a previous executive of, of large organizations with thousands of employees and think that my topic is going to be relevant to this audience. It's not. In fact, at the time, I think the chamber had more uh, 70 or 80 percent of the population of the businesses didn't even have employees at all. They were all solopreneurs, mm. right? So I can't bring this message of, you know, uh, 1500 succession planning. Let's talk succession planning. That's going to fall flat. So I think it's important to understand your audience, who you're speaking to, what their needs are in terms of what you, you know, what's in your wheelhouse. Because, yeah, a lot of us can speak on a lot of different uh, topics, especially after 30 years, I better speak on more than one topic, right? Yeah. Um, but but finding out what the audience, who the audience is, what are their needs, and again, asking the question, hey, chamber president, what would you think is of value? Because they have the intel. They have the information about what their audience is looking for. And I think that this is the great place where, where keynotes live for me is, is being able to take that audience information. What are you looking to see? What do you want them to walk out of the, of the conference having, having done, right? To, or to do, what do you want them to be inspired to do? 
if you can find out what the end goal is, then you can deliver on that goal with whatever you're speaking about. Um, and I think that that's what's been successful for me. And I think that that would be something that uh, our listeners could, could speak to. And was the only yeah. way for you to start to figure out some of those things was by actually having those conversations? With event planners? Yes, decision yes makers? in many ways. And I think that's how, you know, I had all my lists and topics and, and things of that nature. And like for the young professionals, right? I knew going in that they were career people. Yes, they were in the chamber, but they were also not business owners. They were career mm-hmm. professionals in, uh, you know, uh, uh, the younger generation, would you say, right? And so I knew that uh, career ladder was an important thing. Mm-hmm. Having been a director of succession planning before, I know what that career ladder looks like. And I know what I did in my own career to go up that corporate ladder. So it's it's speaking to the audience and in terms of what they need to hear that can, like I always say, give them actionable tools and practical application to do something as a result of having heard you in that engagement. So so it really started there. What do they need to hear? What What's in my wheelhouse to present? And and I think that's why I've had some success with, you know, with, with, with speaking and stuff. I'm, I'm speaking to what they want to hear, yeah. what they want to hear. Yeah. How did you start to make the shift from free to fee? Uh, because you are, you're doing a bunch of free things. And at some point, again, like you said, I, I can't pay my bills just by doing a whole bunch of free things. So yeah. how do you start to, to make the mental shift there? So like I said, well, the mental shift, um, I think really came from number one, nothing inspires you more than have to, (laughs) right? (laughs) I mean, I think, you know, I can't imagine anybody who didn't experience some dip in revenues, uh, shut down business, whatever it was, right? And it was, you've got to start using these opportunities to build the business, get some revenues and things of that nature. So it was more of a must have as opposed to, oh, like maybe I should start, you know, getting paid for this. No, you better start getting paid for this. So I looked for resources and I looked and looked for just the right thing um, to to help me figure out what am I doing wrong? And like I said, uh, speaker lab crossed my desk and just clarified everything to help me go from speaker to speaking business. There's a huge difference there. What's the difference? Um, Getting paid. (laughs) That's so true. Tell me more about that. Um, and the structure, right? It, it's about having the system, just like anything, right? McDonald's, Netflix, you name it. They have systems in place. And that's what you bring to the table. You provide the system, but also the structure to even help me figure out of all these things I have to talk about, what really is my lane, right? Yeah. What was, what is the lane? And, uh, and, and that's where transforming the human and human resources comes in. And I trademarked that years ago, uh, knowing that that was my passion. Speaker Lab with its structure, you know, the problem you solve, preparing the talk, establishing expertise with all the things that you put around, um, putting the systems in place. Now I have a business. It's focused. It's intentional. Um, and that's a speaking business. Not just, oh, yeah, sure. I'll come speak at your association. Oh, yeah, sure. I'll go do that. It's really taking that all in like the funnel and, and making it laser focused to what it is you, you do, who you speak to, what's the problem you solve. That was like the biggest thing, right? Because I've always known this problem was out there. And this program helped me figure out what I can do from a speaking platform to fix it. 
How did you know, even as you were clarifying what the problem was that you could solve, one of the things that we talk a lot about in, inside with our students, like yourself, is that there's a difference between what you want to speak about and what people actually pay speakers to talk about. Right. And so just because you feel like, yeah, there's this problem, like, yeah, there is that problem, but nobody pays speakers to talk about that. So how did you kind of get clarification on, this is not only what I want to talk about, but, uh, and this is a problem that organizations, that other human resources, uh, people feel like that they have, but it is actually something that they pay speakers to talk about. How did right. you kind of figure that out? Um, your curriculum. I mean, you know, you 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 give us some homework. Let's not lie here. <laughs> okay? It's some work. And and that's why I say, you know, they say your know, knowledge is knowledge is power. No, it's not. Knowledge in action is power, mm. right? And when you put the things in action, especially when it's like, um, you know, uh, establish the expertise or it's, it's the problem you solve. Who does want to talk about it? It's looking at what speakers are already out there talking about. To me, the biggest piece was the problem. No matter where I looked for statistics, no matter whether it was Gallup or SHRM or any of the not other you know, curators of, of content, survey content, they all were saying the same thing. And it's like, not only is this um, something that we see in the statistics, I mean, I see it on LinkedIn all the time. Oh my gosh, my manager just said this and that and the other, la, 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 la. Or, oh my gosh, the recruiter never called me back after seven interviews. They just went ghost. That's a big problem. And, and, and humanity needs a, a, a solution. And corporate America needs a solution because they're continuing to turn over employees and, you know, the productivity's down. And what does that mean with, with your revenues? This is a bottom line financial issue. And there's information out there to support it. And there are a few people talking about it, but none like I'm going to. That's so cool. All right. Yeah. So you joined, again, you joined our elite program. Like I said, you've been busting your butt. You're, you're doing a bunch of gigs uh, per month and uh, like talk us through, I'm curious, whatever you're comfortable sharing. Can you give us any like revenue numbers? Like what how much are you making? So from, so from speaking, I'm, whatever I'm, you're comfortable sharing. I'm going to share this one because it's a public record anyway, but I uh, have, I have a contract with Broward County, my home County. And I'm just so tickled pink that I have, I've, I've been delivering training with them. So let me, let me start here. I had a coaching session with one of your coaches, Jeremy, to be specific. Yeah. And he encouraged me to uh, host my own event. Right. And I knew mm. that I wanted to do that, but I was like, Oh, that's years out. The event. Oh, years out. And then I started to realize through that conversation I had with him that I actually do have the infrastructure to pull that off. Mm. So I'd already had a contract with Broward County. They had uh, uh, contracted me for one session, one class at 1750 bucks for two sessions in the day, right? But I did that in 2020. I was taking anything at that point, right? Like many of us were. And so I, I, I pulled off this summit. It was, a, you know, nine speakers, some of which were from the speaker lab, if I'm That's not cool. mistaken. And, and pulled off this content. Well, at the end of my very first, I had netted 685 bucks. Not too bad for a day's yeah. work. Actually, it was a lot more work than a day's work, but I started there, right? Broward County attended that summit and they contracted me for another four sessions throughout the year. Okay, so you do the math there. That's awesome. In addition to that, I've recently delivered the one that they had on the books before Speaker Lab, before mm -hmm. that summit. And as a result of that, I had a conversation recently about a month ago with the director of leadership, learning and development, and they wanted me to consider a keynote opportunity 
on June 18th. That will be this Friday. I had the conversation using all the tools that I've been given with speaker labs to do the negotiation and tell me what you're talking about. What's the, you know, what's the, uh, the theme of the meeting and the whole nine yards. And at the end of the conversation, I walked away with a contract for a 30 minute segment at $2,500. That's awesome. That's crazy. Right? <laughs> I mean, 2,500 so, bucks for 30 minutes. 30 minutes. And I think I could have gotten more had I, done some more of what you teach and be like, shut up. <laughs> you know? We do um, teach you to shut up. That's true. Ranges 2,500 to 3,000. I was like, okay, <laughs> I jumped right in, in the middle. So do, do the homework and, and make sure that you follow, follow the system, but not so bad, right? To, to be able to do and deliver a keynote uh, using the same uh, theme of content. I'm, I'm passionate about the butterfly. If you yeah. see it in any of my collateral, my logos, I'm even wearing one today on my necklace um, because of what they signify in terms of change and transformation and metamorphosis and the transparency of their wings and their strength and their determination. And I was able to take the, the framework because this was 30 days ago, right? I'm creating this content specific for them. Can't just take something stock off the shelf. But I use that same framework of that transforming the human and human resources keynote and my signature speech and was able to apply it to them as they re-emerge, um, you know, uh, from, from COVID and, and things yeah. are opening up and loosening up and stuff like that. So, so that was helpful to at least have that. So that gives you a little bit idea about That's what awesome. that is. I anticipate that, uh, you know, and I've got an engagement to speak at the HR Florida State Conference in Orlando in uh, August. And then I will be uh, speaking in a concurrent session at the Society for Human Resource Management Conference in Las Vegas, baby. Come and on. so I'm, I'm looking forward to monetizing those with the tools that you've given me. And um, and sky's the limit. Sky's That's the limit. awesome. But, uh, well, easily, easily the, the year will end with six figures. That's so cool. Yeah. Good for, sure. for you. What for sure. uh, what advice would you give to, to newer speakers? Because you were, again, you were in that spot. Uh, less than a year ago, whenever you joined, uh, joined what we're doing here at the Speak Lab. And, yes. and uh, like you mentioned, this year, you're going to do six figures in speaking, which is just insane. Yeah, so sure. what would you say to, to a newer speaker who's listening and going like, I want to do this. I've been in the audience going, I could be that person up on stage, just like you were. So what would you say to them? Um, go for it right? Go for it. Um, and, and if they are considering a program or a process, I mean, I cannot speak more highly about the speaker lab and what you guys have been able to do mm. in my business, but not just in my business, but in my head, right? In my head, knowing that I, I can um, increase revenues through speaking, right? That mm -hmm. I can push for a top dollar in where I'm at. You know, I know, you know, Anthony Robbins yet. Notice I said yet. Um, and, and get inside the program, but do the work, set aside time to work in your business, uh, or rather on your business, right? Working on it means absorbing the curriculum, doing the homework, um, you know, submitting things timely. If, if it's a 90 day program, then get her done in 90 days yeah. by setting aside that time to really do the work because it, it works. It yeah. works. That's amazing. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. Lisa, thank you so much for the time. I'm so proud of you. And like I said, um, we can tell you what to do, but you're executing, you're doing the work. And so massive, massive, massive kudos to you yeah, for the results. You, you deserve I'm everything. If, if people want to find out more about you and what you're up to, where can we go? 
yeah, so uh, thecompletemanagermakeover.com. I know it's a little long, but that's where all of my information is, my curriculum, my membership, my contact information. Uh, we'll be launching it over to the speaker page. My speaker page is lisaiperez.com. Compliments of uh, the speaker lab. So you guys did an awesome job on that. So did we build your page? You built my page and my demo. Yes, sir. That's cool. Yes, sir. That's awesome. And they came out spectacular. So lisaiperez.com to take a look at me and what the speaker lab can build for you. Awesome. Lisa, we appreciate the time. You're awesome. My pleasure. <laughs> Bye. All right, there you go. Hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Speaker Lab Podcast. And before you take off, don't forget if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a rating and review within iTunes. We read every single one of those. It helps, it helps other people to find the show. Listen, we, we don't charge anything for you to listen to these. We don't have any ads or anything. We do this because we want to serve and support speakers like you. So one small favor we ask of you is that you would leave us some type of a rating and review. Again, we really, really do appreciate that. If you're looking for more help, support as a speaker as you build and grow your business at whatever stage you're at, don't forget to check out thespeakerlab.com, thespeakerlab.com. We got a ton of free resources and tools over there. So again, check it out over at thespeakerlab.com. All right, my friends, that wraps up today's episode. We appreciate you hanging out with us. We'll catch you next time. You're awesome.